Good morning, everybody. We'd like to welcome you to the latest edition of the Harlands Business Builder podcast. For those that uh, this is the first time um, listening and, and watching, this is all about just us sharing some really good information to help business owners across the UK grow, build, become better, learn from other experiences. Um, I'm really happy that we've got uh, James Tennant from Converge, who's um, an emerging business owner is probably the right way to describe James. James and I have worked together for, for a few months now. Um, James, we always start off these podcasts with us uh, having an introduction from yourself. So in 30 seconds, tell us who you are, what you do, and also, you know, why do you get up in the, uh, in the morning? Yeah, um, well, my name is James Tennant. I'm the founder of Converge, as Phil mentioned. Um, Converge is a media platform and business community. Um, and I guess the, the reason I get up in the morning is because I, I love what I do, uh, which I think is a really important thing for anyone who's working, whether you own your own business or you're working for somebody else, it's important to really enjoy what it is you do and to feel that you're going to make a difference with your job. Um, and I definitely feel like that's what I'm doing with Converge. So, so let's, let's talk a bit about Converge then. So where did the idea come from? Uh, it was probably a couple of years ago. Um, I lived in Canada for a couple of years and when I came back, uh, I picked up a few jobs out there doing copywriting and when I came back I thought I would continue doing that. Uh, I picked up a couple of clients and I started to go networking but I found that while it was nice to go networking and, and meet with 20 or 30 people on a regular basis I really wanted to be reaching a much larger audience than that and with the I guess how popular digital content was becoming and digital platforms were becoming I thought why not combine the two, why not have a network where you can meet regularly with members and people outside of the membership, but also have a, a digital platform where you can reach a much, much larger digital audience. Uh, and when I looked around, there wasn't really anything that was providing that, so I thought, well, why not try and build it myself? So, as, as you do, of yeah, course, yeah. you know, kind of let's not, let's not bother getting a, a normal job and let's just start in a business. Yeah, nerve wracking was there, was there a point when you went, I'm definitely going to do this, or was it a gradual process? Um, it was a gradual process that started producing a, a publication, it was just a lifestyle magazine and that was really, a, it was more of a hobby I guess than, than anything else. I wanted to be able to write different things. A lot of the jobs I was picking up as a copywriter were quite boring. Um, internal communication stuff, technical writing, it wasn't, it wasn't the stuff I really wanted to be doing. So I started a, a lifestyle publication and that actually picked up a bit of traction and it was conversations that I had with, with business people when I was showing them the magazine and, and having the conversations about networking. Um, where this idea just came up and actually went and spoke to uh, a couple of people about it. We sat down and concepted the whole thing out in an afternoon and then over the course of the next six months built an MVP and it just snowballed from there. It just became very obvious that people wanted to be a part of it and uh, it just yeah, expanded from there. So it sounds like kind of passion for a subject to then come back from, from Canada, you know, after kind of living, living the life in Canada and enjoying the scenery and all those, to then go, yeah. and potentially I've got to kind of earn a living for a period, getting into copywriting, to then go, well, actually, I've got the, there's a problem in the marketplace here that you've then said, well, actually, I'm going to go and address that. If you don't mind me asking, you know, and, and, and a lot of businesses start off like this, how did you fund it? You know, how did you fund that kind of early stage and how are you funding it now? Uh, it was a very lean startup, so I'd, I'd read a couple of books about that methodology of starting a business, and I just thought, well, that's probably the way I want to do it. I don't want to riddle myself with, with debt. I don't yeah. want to go out and get a huge loan. I just want to explore this idea for now and see if it's actually something that has traction. So 
I spoke to a few businesses and asked them if they'd be interested in joining and thankfully they, a lot of them wanted to join before it was even a, a product. Um, and through that money coming in in the very early stages, I was able to fund the development of the platform, set up the first few events and then it's just kind of been done in a lean way since. Um, that must be, and again, I think that's a really, really good thing to share with, with people who are looking to get or considering starting a business is that actually you can do it that way. You know, you can fund it via early sales, um, via passion, via connecting to a network actually before the product's launched. Um, how easy was that for you to actually convince people to part with their money or commit to the, to the business when actually the platform wasn't fully live yet? Um, I wouldn't say that was easy, <laughs> uh, but I knew quite a few people from having gone networking and I think it was maybe they, they could see the potential in it um, and they understood how passionate I was to, to create it and build it. Um, and I think that, that probably helped quite a lot in the early stages. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. There was plenty of no's as well as there were yeses. Um, but I think that's a typical of business no matter what stage you're at. Um, but you don't, um, whenever we've talked, James, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, you don't class yourself as a salesman. No. Um, yet you were able to convince people to part with their hard cash to join a network when they're probably already networking. What do you think it was, if there was one or two things that convinced them, and I'll tell you what it was for us, because I was only one of those, yeah. what do you think it was then? Um, I think it was maybe, the, the, the thing that I say that's different with conversion to other networking groups is, is the digital platform. I think it is that opportunity for people to post their content and reach a huge audience. I think the reach is up to about 14 million now across the UK. And that is, it's a cherry on the cake, isn't it? You know, it's a massive cherry, but it's a cherry on the cake. Yeah. The, everything else, all the networking, that's all supplement to what people do with the digital platform. And the opportunity to develop that further and add new features and bring things like videos and podcasting into it is is just going to expand the opportunities people have to promote their business through this platform. I would say for me, that's the biggest difference is, is that platform. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree from a product point of view. <clears throat> Going back to one of the things you said earlier, the thing that I think that, that convinced us to go was the passion, was, was the genuine passion that you had as a, as a, as a business owner to, to do something different and to make a difference to the, to, the, to, the, to the local economy initially. But of course, I know that the business is, is expanding you know, across the UK. And I think that in a, you know, being a fellow business owner, people, people feel that and, and, and they, they want to be part of it. So we're talking a little bit about that then. But moving from you to, if you were gonna, if, or if your partner was gonna describe you in a couple of words, yeah. what would they be? Um. Yeah, we've talked about this before. <laughs> uh, determined, I would say for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, when I want to do something, I, I do it, and I keep going until it's done. Uh, passionate about the things I enjoy and the people that I care about, um, and probably impatient. I, I always <laughs> want things done yesterday, um, which is a it is a problem, but it's my problem. I have to work on that. Um, I have to slow down at times. I have to switch off at times, but. Yeah, I would probably say those three. Any any of those that you feel has jumped to the top since you've been a business owner at all? Um, I'm probably a lot more impatient now, just because 
I, I have the passion for the business. I'm determined to see it succeed. Now I want things done straight away. When I have an idea for something to do, I want it done right then and there. But I understand that when you're working with other people, they have other commitments, they have other things that they need to do. You're not always first in the queue, so I've got to calm down. But I mean, you know, of an evening or a weekend, I'll constantly be sat down scribbling away ideas, things that I think could add to the business. And then I'll give the guys a call and ask them if they can implement it and I'll get told to calm down. <laughs> but I think having that passion and enthusiasm is very infectious and not having that would mean the business would be at a standstill. Yeah. Um, the question that I asked a couple of the guys who were on a similar journey to you, James, would be if you, if you could go back in time and do the Marty McFly scenario about the future mm-hmm. and you kind of caught yourself at the start of the journey, would you advise yourself to do anything different? Oh, um... I'd probably speak to a few more people in the beginning. It took me a while to to want to talk about the business, the you know the details, the intricacies behind it, and and the problems that I was having, mm-hmm. and struggles. It took me a while to reach out to other people and, and, and talk to them uh, about those things. I was very precious about the whole thing in the beginning. Why do you think that is? Um, I don't know. I think I'm just naturally a bit more reserved when I when I don't know people. I just I'm a little bit more. Reserved. And so. then to open up about some of the challenges that you've got. Yeah. Well, well actually, I'm not bothered with that at the moment. I don't need to know it, or, or I'm not comfortable enough to be able to share yeah. those things I'm going through. But I would definitely say if anyone's starting a business or in early stages of, of having a business, that is a that is one of the things that's, I would say, spurred me on as an entrepreneur, but also spurred Converge on as well, is opening up and talking to people. People that you feel you could get value from, not mm-hmm. just everybody. Yeah. I think there is a danger that some people go out and talk to too many people. I think you've really got to take some time and pick the right people to speak to, people that either compliment you or you know, can play devil's advocate and ask you questions that you wouldn't normally ask of yourself. I think that's a key thing as well. Yeah, great. That's really useful. So you've started off, you've grown, 14 million reach, is that what we're saying right now? Yeah. Um, three years, five years' time, what's... What's it look like for James? What, what do you, where do you see Converge? Where do you see the growth? Where, do, where are you passionate about taking the business down? Um, I guess three years time, I'd like to have the platform in more cities and regions around the UK. I think there's about 15 that we've got earmarked so far for, for launch, whether that be the re- a region or a city. And then beyond that, five to 10 years, it's, it's taken outside the UK. So I guess English-speaking parts of the world first. It's a little bit easier to do that yeah. and to translate everything. So can I do an obvious one? Of Canada somebody? is quite an obvious one. Yeah. I've got a few good contacts over there. Um, so that would probably be the first place. Then the United States, Australia, and then after that, it's um, just wherever. I mean, as long as there is a city that has a, an active business community in it and people want to get their content in front of millions of people, then I'm, I'm sure people will want to join. I'm it? sure it will. And. Um, any things that you've pinpointed, any foundations that you need to build to be able to get there, James? Anything that you've earmarked to say that's that's an obvious next step or an obvious couple of next steps for you as a, as a business owner? I think the first thing is, is doing that first, that second group. So that the first launch of a, of a new group, I guess, that's going to tell me a lot about how to expand the platform, the best ways to build up a network in another part of the country. A lot of that will inform how things are done after that. So it's easy to do it because it's a it's a mainly digital platform. So scaling it, it will can be done rapidly, but it has to be done right. Yeah, it's not just a case of copy and paste. Oh, we're in Leeds now, or we're in Edinburgh now. You know, it, it, I think that would be the the next thing is to really learn the lessons of how to 
launch it in a new city and how to expand it and then take it from there. That's okay. that's what I'm looking at next. Great. And um, so you've talked about lessons to be learned. Any lessons that you've learned so far? So you've talked about talking to people earlier. Any any big hurdles that, that you've been through that you come back and say, actually, that's made me harder. That's really made me a better business owner at all. Or any ones that you're expecting to... To, to, to have to go over in the next few months? Um, I think the expansion is going to teach me a lot because it's a new region, it's a whole new bunch of businesses. I don't know really anybody there. So, you know, talk, talking to people in a, in a new city, especially a city the size of London, is, <laughs> is intimidating. So yeah. that's going to teach me a lot. Um, I'd say things that have taught me to be a better business person in the past are conversations that you have with with other businesses the reasons why they don't want to join or the reasons why when you talk to people it sounds so positive but then it maybe dies off a little bit afterwards and you have to understand why that is I think when I started I was a bit naive I thought that people said yes because they actually really wanted to be a part of it when in fact most of the, not most of the time but a lot of the time people might have just been being polite mm-hmm. uh, because we're, we don't like saying no we're far too polite in this country I think yeah. We could all do with a little bit more, just you know. Honesty from that point of view, do you think is that the right word? Honesty, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I'm certainly that way with other people. If I don't want to work with them, I just tell them up front. You know, I'm sorry, it's not something we're interested in. Uh, and I think for me, early on, I was I was a little bit too naive about that. I didn't think that I thought other people would be exactly like I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people are extremely polite, and mm-hmm. maybe maybe yeah, that's something for early stage businesses to understand is that not every yes will actually turn out to be a yes. That's a, that's a really, really good, a really good nugget because it's very much something that, that, that I find when I'm talking to business owners who are on a similar journey is that having great conversations, you know, great, yeah, no, we're in really good discussions and then of course the commercial element that we talk about go, well, have you got something signed? You know, have you got that signed agreement? Have you got something in writing from them? No, no, but we're working on and, yeah. and as you've alluded to, it's... Um, it's a being aware of the process that you're going on and that actually it's okay to have those conversations but at some point commercially we have to make money yeah and being it's okay to be able to sort of to have the nose and that's a, i think that's a really really good good piece of um, of advice uh, of course being a technology platform james you know kind of technology is a key part of you know your your foundation and where you're moving is in the short time that you've been a business owner has technology kind of changed much and therefore have you had to adapt or are you thinking that you're going to have to adapt differently over the next months and years? Um, I, yeah, for sure. Um, as we've spoken about before, I'm, I'm very keen on, on learning as much as I can about the blockchain and the developments that are coming out of that. I think that's going to disrupt virtually every sector in a, in a huge way over the next five years and learning how that technology or aspects of that technology can be built into the Converge platform and help the Converge platform is, is going to be key. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm learning as much as I can about that at the minute because you know, no, no business wants to be the blockbuster of the blockchain revolution. Um, we don't want to be left behind by it. And I think if businesses aren't looking at ways in which they can incorporate the blockchain or, or build their business on the blockchain, then they're going to get left behind. I yeah, think okay. it's, it's going to be that disruptive. And that's really useful. Again, for those that, anybody that hasn't done much reading, you know, James has created some incredibly popular um, blogs on there. I think it was kind of ranked above 
you know, allowing some of the cryptocurrency stuff and some of the blockchains be ranked above some of the Forbes. Um, yeah, that was off the other day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, and again, for those that aren't aware, you know, kind of studying something to, 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 to read. How, in a slightly different question, how do you as a business owner keep in touch with the latest technologies as well as having to win new business, be the finance director, the HR director, the tea maker, the administrator? Anything that you do or is anything that you've learned or that you would suggest to others, how, how do you spin those plates in the right way? Uh, I don't think you're ever going to have, if you're a in charge of a small team or you're the sole business owner, you're never going to be able to constantly be in control of everything. I think the first thing to do is accept that. Yeah. Otherwise, you just tear your hair out yeah. trying to keep in control of everything. And the second thing would just be make a list, just what is the priority of, for that day and maybe take it on a week by week or a day by day basis and just decide what is the most important thing and to do that. If it's an admin day, then take the day and do the admin. If it's a sales day, then do all the sales stuff. And just try and break it down like that because if you try and do everything all the time, it's impossible. Love it's it. just impossible. And again, it's a great, a great bit of advice on the A, acceptance. You're not gonna be able to get everything done. That, and that's a hard thing to do though, oh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know, when that email when that email box gets a little bit bigger and you know that you should have done that, or it would be great to do it. I think also that prioritization without a doubt is is one of the most successful ways to A, have acceptance and B, drive towards the key things that are important in your business. Um, last couple of things then, um, what we always ask is, is there, is there one bit of advice that you've had that you look back on and say, that was great? You know, is it, and that doesn't have to be in business, it could be in life, it could be at school, all those, is there anything that you kind of come back on that you use now, as, a, as whether it's a mantra, whether it's just something that you, you, you hold really dear to you at all? Or? Um. There's, a, there's probably a couple of things. The best bit of advice I ever got was to listen more than to talk or yeah. speak. Um, and that's not to say you should take everything you hear as gospel or as in advice, but it's, it's much better to listen to what people are saying, whether that's when you're selling your product or getting advice about your own business. Definitely to listen more than you speak. You learn a lot more that way, obviously. Um, People like me find that hard, you realise. I right. like to talk. <laughs> I mean, we all like to talk, I guess. <laughs> it can be difficult at times, yeah. especially if you're passionate about something yeah. and you can just run away with it. But yeah, definitely to, uh, to try and listen a bit more than, than to talk. The, the mantra, I guess, the, the thing that I like to live sort of my personal life as well as business life by, uh, when I was in Canada, I got quite into ice hockey. And I don't know if everyone's heard of him, but uh, Wayne Gretzky is probably mm -hmm. the greatest ice hockey player of all time. And he has a quote, or he came out and said something one time, it was, uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And I just remember hearing that and thinking that particularly resonated with me at the time, that if you don't have a go at something, you'll never do it. And the failure is all right. You know, you, as long as you're having a go, then in my, in my opinion, you're living. You're, you're having experiences, you're trying new things, whether that's in personal life or in business. So that's always stuck with me. If, I, if there's an opportunity, then I'm probably going to say yes to it. Go and have a go at it, because yeah. what's, what's the worst that can happen? You can, you can miss, miss the shot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you Love know, it. They only score goals when they take the shots, and yeah. they don't score with every shot. So um, it's, it's about accepting that and not everything that you decide to have a go at will work out. But if you don't have a go of it, it can't work out. I'm going to leave that there. I think it's a great way to finish, James. Um, 
The Business Builder podcast is, is all about sharing some really, really good advice, guidance, experiences, and, and the journey that, that you're currently on is, is one that many entrepreneurs will be either considering but scared um, or on at the moment and be comfortable that they know now that they're going through a similar process to others. And, and one of the, the big things we want to get that podcast is that, that the, the general feeling that it's okay, that people are, are going through the same process that you are. So thank you very, very much. Um, for those that have, aren't aware, check out Converge on, on, uh, on, on Google, an incredibly powerful platform. Harlan's have been part of it for a couple of years now. Um, check it out, some really, really good content, some really good blogs. The events in the northeast of England are great. And for, for those to keep an eye on, it will be getting launched across the UK in the coming months. Thanks, James. Um, hope everybody enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.